Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Welcome, everyone, to When I Was On My Mission podcast. Really excited today to have Matthew Spurrier and Dakota Pierce with us. These are two great gentlemen who I was introduced to by my brother-in-law who have done a lot around missionary work, some really interesting things, written a book, and run some really cool social media pages on current missionary work. And so I thought it'd be a lot of fun to have them on. Uh, a little bit of backstory is they served their missions together and experienced some fun stories together. So Matt and Dakota, welcome to when I was on my mission. Thank you. So we're, we're excited to be here. Yeah, we're, we're excited what you're doing and uh, excited to share a story with you today. First, I'd love to hear a little bit about what you're currently doing in missionary work. So your book, How to Be a Powerful Modern Day Missionary and Have Fun Doing It, and your social media as well, Modern Day Missionaries. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I can, I'll talk about our book a little bit. And then Dakota, you can talk about our social media, maybe. So Dakota and I uh, recently, I guess recently is not the right word, like two years ago, plus uh, published a book called How to Be a Powerful Modern Day Missionary. Um, and kind of the purpose of the book is just to kind of break down, preach my gospel for pre-missionaries into more a simple understanding. Because Dakota and I read Preacher My Gospel before our missions and because we hadn't been on a mission, it just didn't really make a lot of sense to us. Um, and so we just try and share applicable stories on kind of how to prepare for a mission and how to be a good missionary within that book. And that kind of led us to also starting a social media page, mainly on on Instagram. Yeah, so the book kind of platformed a, a page called Modern Day Missionaries, uh, which timing wise was brilliant, not on purpose, more on accident, because that's when missionaries started going on Instagram because of COVID. And so we started leveraging missionaries from around the world to come onto our platform to share a day in the life of what a missionary was like in, you know, Hungary or France and even Arkansas, random places around the world. Um, and that was really cool. And people vibed with that really well. And that's been huge to help the younger generation prepare and really see, like the point of our book was to help, you know, the youth see what missions were really like and how to get those hard skills of mental, social, emotional preparation. And that's where our Instagram account intercepted the youth on Instagram. So it's been a blast uh, being able to share that on social media. Very cool. And so you said the book spawned entrance into social media. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, totally. Can't recommend Modern Day Missionary enough on Instagram. Super fun just to see the things that you guys are posting interesting tidbits from church leadership from missionaries that are out there so really cool and uh, it's been fun to get to know you guys over these past past few days and just excited to have you on the on the podcast now so why don't we let's get a bit into into your mission and then transition into the missionary story that you want to share but first where did you serve your missions we served in singapore and malaysia i met matt we were serving the same district and I saw him and he was in a different companionship. And I was like, Oh, that guy has fire about him. I want to be his companion. <laughs> it's really what happened. And, but we were different uh, languages. So Matt was speaking Malay and I spoke Mandarin Chinese. Oh, and cool. so we never thought we would be companions, but it happened to be that there's a Filipino ward in Singapore 
where all languages serve since we don't have any Tagalog missionaries. And so Matt and I were blessed to be companions. So it worked out and I got to got to be a part of the fire that Matt brings. <laughs> and uh, we've been friends ever since. <laughs> well, there you go, Matt. Would you describe it the same way? Yeah, yeah. I, Dakota doesn't ever remember this, but I actually reached out to him on Facebook before we left <laughs> on our missions because I randomly saw he posted like, hey, I'm serving in Singapore Malaysia mission. And I, I messaged him and he just straight up ghosted me. And then eventually, <laughs> eventually I met him later. And uh, yeah, as he said, we were companions for five months, uh, some of the best months of my mission. And uh, we've been best friends ever since. He was uh, one of the groomsmen at my wedding. And it's it's been fun. We've done a lot together. Very cool. And the, the story about reaching out and the, and then having Dakota ghost you, that probably can confirm some of the fire. Matt having some fire initially. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah. I was uh I was an eager beaver, I guess you could say. So yeah, it was it was good. And maybe one more just fun question before we get rolling on the story. Can you guys tell us the most interesting thing that you ate while you were on your mission? I'll go first. I ate this piece of meat. I, I don't actually know what it was. They just put it on this like tin thing and they're like, eat this. And I ate it and they're like, that was cow's heart. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I think I think for me, um, there, there were presented a lot of interesting things. Anything from like, I had worms, monkey, stingray. I think one time I was fed dog. I, I can't verify that, but I'm pretty sure it's true. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I was like, not an adventurous eater before my mission and then you got there and it was like be adventurous or you know don't eat so it was good and so just like your standard garden variety worms that you ate while you're out like <laughs> they're uh they're called like sago worms they're like rice worms they're like pretty thick and they actually have like a skull which is interesting per huh. se so when you bite the head it's like crunchy i, I guess maybe skull's not right but whatever exo skull i don't know yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're like very thick though. They look like the the worms from like uh, the Lion King or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, not my favorite, but they are a delicacy over there. A lot of people like them, but I I didn't truly enjoy them to be honest. That wasn't your favorite, okay? So some <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa style worms. That is great. Well, perfect. Why don't Why don't we just get right into your story? Can you guys tell us a story you want to share? Yeah. Um, so when we were on our mission, Dakota and I, as we've said, we were serving in Singapore. And for those that I guess don't know a ton about Singapore, which is fair because I didn't even know where it was before I got there or got the call. Um, Singapore is a really small island. It's like half the size of Oahu, but has you know close to 10 million people in it. So it's jam-packed, hundreds of thousands of people all around you. Uh, we were serving in the Filipino ward, which was interesting because we were in charge of just kind of going out and finding Filipino people to teach. And a lot of them there are like housemaids or just like kind of lower uh, standard workers, uh, which can be hard. So we were in the subway. There are literally thousands of people around us. It was a Sunday night. There was like 10 minutes left in the quote unquote week. Um, and Dakota and I were like trying to decide whether or not we should pack it in and go home and like eat some, you know, good dinner we had left over, which was probably quality of like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, because that's about <laughs> as good a food as we could make at the time. Uh, or if like we should keep proselyting. And so I remember just Dakota and I, you know, we decided to say a prayer together. We prayed. We we're like, Heavenly Father, help us be guided. Help us know if there's someone that we need to talk to in this subway before we go home. If not, we're just going to go home. It's been a long week and uh, 
we're ready to plan for the next week and see what happens. So we say this prayer, and then all of a sudden we hear two voices that say, elders. We just hear him yell, elders. And we're like, what? And we look over, and we see this Filipino woman with her friend walking towards us. And we're like, hey, sister, are you a member of the church? Because, like, who knows that we're elders, right? And she says, yes, elders. And then bolts, like her and her friend just, like, start running the opposite direction. And we're like, whoa wait hold on <laughs> so the first lady she turns the corner and this her friend we, we like we got her to stop and she like slowly walks back to us and this is not the lady she didn't say elder she didn't know who we are and she's like who are you guys and we're like we started explaining our purpose and asking her questions about her life and she was a full-time housemate a lot of these filipino women were full-time housemates in singapore um, and we explained how we represent jesus christ and then she started asking us like deep questions. She's like, well, if you're elders, like, why are you really here? Why do you actually believe in this? And like, who's paying for you to be here? <laughs> and that was cool. You don't get often people to like really jump into the nitty gritty, like in a contact. And so I remember just like feeling the spirit. I'm feeling jazzed, feeling fiery. And I'm like, this is the Book of Mormon. I know it's true. Like, I, I know it's true. And because of that, I've moved halfway around the world. I never see my family. You know, my parents are paying $400 a month just for me to be here to share this message with you, like feeling really electric. And, you know, we've sacrificed two years of our lives. We've foregone like going education. Dakota stepped away from being at MIT. Like we're, these are big things. We're here. We're here to share this message. And I, I just remember she was like started stepping back. She's like itching her arm. She's like, oh, man, what is this feeling? Like what is going on right now? And she looks at us straight in the eyes and she's like, why is my body like all tingly? Are you guys like wizards or something? And then Dakota and I like, I mean, we just start laughing. So immediately after you guys said the prayer on the subway, this woman yells elders. And like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super cool. And so then you follow them and they split up. The, <laughs> yeah. woman, the woman who was a member of the church goes one way. And the other woman goes the other way and you talk to the woman who's not a member. And that's the woman who's feeling, who's, who's feeling a tingly spirit, who's feeling the tingly feeling of the spirit. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm following that. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> so, awesome. All right. Keep, keep yeah. going. <laughs> no. So we testified to her that it was, you know, the spirit that was making her feel like we were wizards, right? We're obviously not <laughs> wizards, <laughs> but it was pretty cool. We are, like, yes, oh, we are. Maybe, maybe we actually are wizards, right? <laughs> this lady was like a golden contact. We met with her that week. She came to church. She accepted the invitation to be baptized. And she promised that she would never miss, miss church again. But then <laughs> a few weeks later, so you have to understand, like, these housemates are, like, very beholden to their employers, right? Their bosses. And so her employer made her go to Hong Kong for work. So it's about a four-hour flight from Singapore. And we actually didn't know that she went to Hong Kong for this. Sometimes they just like disappear. Like they just have to go where their boss tells them to go on a moment's notice. And so we kept trying to call her, but this is like international phone call. So she had turned her phone off. And so it went to voicemail every time. So we had no idea where she was. And we're like, oh shoot. Like she probably ran into something anti-church. Employer told her she can't go to church anymore. And we're never gonna hear from this golden contact. Like she was supposed to get baptized in a couple weeks from then. And so we Sunday came, we're sitting in sacrament meeting, it doesn't show up, and we were like losing our minds. We're so sad, like praying so hard to find someone. And the five minutes into the meeting, we we hear the back door of the sacrament hall open and she walks in and we're like, Yes, thank goodness. And she came over and sat by us and she's like, Elders, I'm so sorry. I saw all your missed calls and texts, but I couldn't answer because my boss was being super strict. But I promised, and then she's like, We I promised I would never miss church. So I 
bought a plane ticket from Hong Kong this morning to Singapore. And Matt and I were just like sitting there like, what? This lady oh didn't gosh. realize that there was church in Hong Kong. So she took a flight and she spent all of her savings because she didn't have much. She's like, yeah, oh I spent the rest God. of my savings to get here this morning. Oh my gosh, she spent her whole savings to come to church that day. That's that's incredible. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy. Um, and it's fun too. We, we, we've stayed in contact with her. She ended up getting baptized. She's been a member of the church. She's moved around a bunch. She lived in Russia for a while. Um, she's now living in Paris and I'm actually meeting up with her on Sunday. We're going to state conference together and then it's right by the Paris temple. So we're going to go stop by the Paris temple together. And she's still just like as electric as ever. She, she posts about the church all the time. She posts the book more like, Oh, everyone should read this book. She, she goes out and she teaches on the missionaries we can. So it, it was cool because I feel like that night we could have easily gone home and like, it would have been fine. I think, you know, I think it totally been okay, but I'm grateful that we did decide to stay and say a prayer. And I'm grateful that maybe, I don't know, maybe she couldn't run as fast and we, we caught up to her. <laughs> so, so we can meet her because I, I know she, we, we didn't change her life, but I know the gospel did and I, she's definitely given me a lot of good perspectives in life. So it was, it was an amazing, amazing story to be a part of. Uh, that is amazing. Did you, did you guys ever find out about her friend that just ran away from you? She like, she like, didn't even know her that well. And honestly, I'm not Dakota and I are sometimes like, maybe she was like one of the three Nephites. Yeah. We, we have no idea who she was and probably never know, but yeah, she was a answer to a prayer. Wow. That is amazing. It is amazing when you say a prayer and you immediately get an answer. And that that's a, a just an incredible story. And also just amazing how dedicated uh, this woman was to, to be there and keep a promise and keep things going. It's going to be so much fun for you to go and see her in Paris. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's awesome. Well, great, guys. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. Just want to ask each of you as we wrap things up here, was it worth going on a mission? All these weird things that you ate and crazy experiences that you had and things you gave up, was it, was it worth it going? A hundred percent, two hundred percent. Yeah, like I mean, the mission changed my life in so many different ways. I mean, spiritually, like we, Matt and I, have witnessed a lot of miracles, but that was more in a, in terms of you know confirmation of faith that I think we learned to express over time. But also, like the mental, social, emotional skills that I gained on a mission. Like I, I worked for Apple in China, and I worked for NASA before I worked for Apple. And I thought Apple would ask me all about NASA, and all they asked me about was my mission. They only wanted to know how I could persuade and and talk to these Chinese people because that's what I did on a mission and they wanted me to do the same thing in for their factories in China. <laughs> so it got me my job, I guess is what I'm saying, which was kind of funny. But yeah, it's, it's changed my life in so many different ways. Yeah, I, I totally agree. 200%. I think uh, obviously go when it's right for you or, you know, learn about missions, whoever you might be listening. But for me, it would definitely change my life. I met a lot of my closest friends. I learned a lot as an individual. I learned how to, you know, work with people and and also like have compassion and you know work through hard things. So I think there's endless amounts you can learn on a mission, and uh, I think you'll have the good, the bad, and the ugly on a mission. But that that's what makes it so powerful. Very good. Well, I couldn't agree more. Thanks again, Matt and Dakota, for joining us. That is a lot of fun, and I just want to recommend to everyone out there listening: please check out what Matt and Dakota are doing with their missionary work now. So first, their book, How to Be a Powerful Modern Day Missionary and Have Fun Doing It. And also their Instagram account, Modern Day Missionaries. It's out there both on Instagram and Facebook. 
Thanks so much, Matt and Dakota. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was On My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at When I Was On My Mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app.